What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit. I'm your host, Mental Health Casual, or Mental Health, Mental Health Casual, or Lucky, whatever you guys prefer to call me. And uh, yeah, today we're we're doing the same old thing, guys. We're checking out three different subreddits that have to do with mental health and uh, giving our takes on some of these uh, questions. But I wanted to start off with, we're just going to go straight into it since I've done enough of these to the point where I feel like people kind of know roughly what to expect. And, you know, the title kind of says it all. I'm answering questions for Reddit or at least giving my take on some things that they are uh, maybe that they're saying, giving my thoughts of whether or not I agree or disagree. And um, yeah, I figured we would uh, we just go straight into anxiety help. And one of the first uh, posts on here now, granted, it's about a year old, but um, seems to be one of the more popular ones on here. Uh, it says, what is the one thing that has helped you the most in dealing with anxiety? Um, and I've talked about this a lot, but I think it's literally just doing um, going out and doing things. You know, um, I, I think waiting, uh, waiting for motivation is one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people with anxiety make, you know, just um you know, waiting for yourself to feel confident. Well, you're not going to feel confident if you have no, um, you have no history of, you know, going out there, right? Like, how are you going to be confident if you haven't built your resume yet? You know, you got to think about it as uh, in, in terms of, you know, maybe like a work resume, you know, how confident is somebody going to be to hire you if you haven't experienced anything yet? So how confident are you going to be in conquering your anxiety if you haven't done anything to conquer your anxiety? Um, even though it, it can be very, uh, it can be a very fearful uh, endeavor to take on, I think that is the biggest thing, you know. And I, I got that advice from a ther- from my first therapist, um, you know, because I I just remember him, you know, being very, uh, very uh, what's the word? It's not pushy. I don't think that's the right word. It's uh, you know, very supportive of me doing things that I wanted to do. Anytime I would tell him, you know, I've been thinking about doing this, right? He wouldn't let me off the hook. He would be like, well, why don't you go do it? You know, just straight up, not anything crazy, right? But, you know, when I wanted to do MMA, like, why don't you go try it? Why don't you go, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you, like, you know, anytime I, I kind of raised uh, some type of interest in something, you know, why don't you try it, right? He didn't say like, oh, go be a professional and, you know, go go beat, uh, you know, go beat John Jones or something like that. And it was just straight up like, you know, why don't you go try this? And, um, you know, and a lot of the the fears that I had of trying things was because of my anxiety. But, you know, I, without that kind of knowledge, I mean, you you hear me talk about martial arts a lot on this channel, just even though I haven't really, you know, I'm not the most experienced person in it, but I learned so much from it. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, doing things, which sounds like a very... Uh, simple answer for something that seems very complicated, but I really do think it's a lot more, uh, I think it's actually a lot more complicated than we make it. And that's kind of what adds to, um, that's kind of what adds to your anxieties over complicating things. But let's check out the, uh, the next one. This is from, uh, about six hours ago, work related anxiety. My anxiety mainly comes from work related situations. I'm overthinking all situations and are very and am very afraid of making mistakes and keep me sleepless if I've done or thinking I've done or a mistake. I also constantly check my emails, etc. In other words, work is taking over my private life and and any other who suffer any are there any others who suffer mainly from work related anxiety and what have you done about it? If I don't have any issues or problems hanging over me at work, I will get a good sleep, but if I have any, then I will have a horrible night. Um yeah, so typically what I've heard um, helps. Now, I wasn't a great practitioner of this, but um, typically what I like to do is do, 
um, or let me tell you about what I've heard first and then I'll tell you what I did, which definitely helped. Right. Um, I think this was a reason why I smoked so much was just because of the anxieties of work. You know, whenever I get so high that I'd forget about it, um, it felt really good. Or whenever I got so drunk, I'd forget about it. It felt really good. Um, and, uh, you know, typically what I hear from people is, uh, and I think this is a very solid piece of advice is, um, when you go, uh, like, let's say you're, you drive home, like, right. I, I don't know where this person is. I don't know how old they are. I don't know if they're maybe working from home. That's, that can be kind of tough. Right. Um, but let's say, let's start off with the first scenario, right? You work at a retail job and you are, um, you're about to go home. So you're about to go. Uh, I guess this could work either on the bus stop or on the uh, if you're about to go in your car, um, go into your car and like take some some deep breaths. Right. And I know I talk about these this deep breath thing a lot, but it really does help quite a bit. Um, and then that can kind of uh, kind of shift your thinking into uh, something else before. Because sometimes when we go home with all that baggage, right, it just uh, it, I mean, you can kind of think of it like that, right? If you end up going somewhere with like all this baggage and stuff instead of leaving it where it was supposed to go, then it can just add more trouble than it's actually worth. So um, kind of working to kind of breathe and, um, excuse me, um, get rid of some of that is actually pretty good. Cause I know all of us kind of just want to get the fuck home. We want to go, we want to go do the things that we want to do. Um, and th that's definitely something that I, I was, um, and granted I haven't worked for about a year or so, uh, it's been a while since I've done something like that, but, um, you know, I mean, even, even then it happens with me in interviews too, right? Whenever I'm interviewing somebody with my podcast, um, it, it can definitely get to the point where I'm just like, uh, I don't want to shit. I don't want to, um, <laughs> I don't want to think about this, but I have to, I have to edit this at some point. So I'm have to watch it. I'm have to watch my, my stupid self doing this stuff. And, um, for the most part, I mean, you know, just, uh, just like a moment afterwards where I kind of just get to forget about it. Now I, I used anime and video games a lot. Um, when I was, you know, when I get home from a, from a, day at work and I just feel like, oh my God, I said all this crazy stuff and, you know, I'm so stupid for saying this. I'm so stupid for saying that. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, definitely when I get back into the workforce, I definitely want to get into something more like a receiving job, a warehouse job or something where like there, you know, I still have to communicate with people, but where it's not like, it's not a main part of the job. Like there's not a bunch of people just coming at me and, you know, saying all this stuff because I feel like I got a very, I, I got to be a little bit cynical in that line of work just because i was you know seeing some of the worst in people but um i'll be real with you a lot of my customers were very very nice and you know i got a lot of regulars that um were very you know very cool to me and they they had a lot to um they had a lot of knowledge to impart on me it, it was very cool to kind of have that uh to kind of have that uh, camaraderie um but, you know, at the same time, I feel like sometimes you do end up getting that one customer that ruins your whole day and then it ruins your whole outlook on um, the customers for the rest of the day. So, you know, you can definitely get that. Um, let me check out this. Um, I cried in uh, the flare or the caption, whatever you want to call it, basically that tells you what you're about to read. It says need help. I cried in front of my parents. I'm a 26 year old man. I feel like anxiety is one. So for a little context, life is great. I got a new job offer that requires re relocation. So the, what, what I usually do for anybody that's new, I always tell people like to, to highlight a sentence that I'm going to come back to. Um, life is great. Like just 
come come back to I'm going to come back to that in a second. Uh, I got a new job offer that requires relocation. However, yesterday I had a panic attack. My girlfriend told me something disturbing and I didn't recover. Today I phoned my mom, just wanted to talk, and I broke down and started crying. It was weird, but I couldn't stop crying. I still I still feel nausea right now. I'm down pretty bad. What can I do? Forgive my awful grammar. My mind is not all there. Um, so life is great. I, I've heard this so much when people are like experience some type of panic attack or experience some type of, uh, you know, even with me, when I experienced going to the hospital, like my life was actually not too bad at that point. I had just gotten a girlfriend. I just, um, you know, I was, you know, I, I you know, granted, I didn't um, exactly have a plan on going to college, but, you know, I, I at least knew somewhat of where I wanted to go, whereas some people take a while to kind of do that. Um, and that's really, you know, how I said, you know, during the period of somebody's recovery, right? Like the first like couple of months where they're doing really good. That's usually when you have to really keep an eye on them because if they fail at something, it has a bigger impact on them than when they're always failing, you know? Um, same thing with when, when your life is great there, there, you still have to have some introspection on yourself. Cause if you stay ignorant, I'm not saying you have to like always look in the abyss, right? You know, <laughs> you don't always have to look at that dark place where you've been and, and, you know, kind of anytime something great happens to you, oh, I got to remember where I was, you know, so I don't get too happy. Um, but just remember what your shortcomings are, right? Just remember that um, things can happen. Now, this sounds like it was kind of like a, a first thing from them. And I'm not sure what your what the girlfriend told them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I think first off, breaking down is not a bad thing in fact it's it, sometimes it can kind of be a blessing right like I, I was watching an anime i think maybe two weeks ago and you know it just it had this emotional hit to it right i, I remember it was um you know i i won't say what the anime is so people that are watching this don't get spoiled about the anime but there was this this character in it like in the it, barely in the first episode that was talking about like oh I want to live and I want to go find my my family and all this stuff and just gets hit with like the like blow after blow after blow and you know you can tell that he has this unwavering uh, um, what you will to live and you know here I am thinking about like oh my god like what am I even doing like am I <laughs> you know I'm a, here I am like a mental health YouTuber and anime youtuber and you know podcaster and stuff but like what am i really doing you know i started really questioning the things that i was doing i do that quite a bit sometimes but um you know it, but it really did have this really big effect on me and then i ended up crying like you know there wasn't too many tears but every time i do cry it feels like such a release because it really does take uh it takes either a lot for me to cry or a crazy like event to happen and even then it doesn't kick in right away it usually takes my body a little bit of shock time to kind of realize what the hell happened and then i finally get um i finally get into that like oh that that actually happened that's oh my god what am i gonna do um, so yeah, that's the anxiety help page. Good luck with that, man. I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with you breaking down. I don't think that has anything to do with anxiety. Um, obviously, you know, that's panic attack and everything, but I don't think that has to do with like a, a disorder exactly. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that do experience panic attacks that don't exactly have a full on illness or something. They just, they experience it and they, you know, and it can happen for a lot of different reasons, right? Um, depending on trauma and all that stuff. And it sounds like, you know, I don't want to call out your your girlfriend but it sounded like it was uh you know it was something very traumatic and that's just something you gotta have to deal with through therapy and all that kind of stuff so good luck with that man 
Um, next off, we have body acceptance. And I, I wanted to go back to this one just because I feel like I, you know, I, I talked about this um, when I came here before where I feel like we're talking about, you know, when we talk about body acceptance, I feel like you can be two things, right? You can, you can accept your body and you can also want to be better, right? You can also want to be healthier, right? And I think that's, really uh, a key point in this but you know before i go any further let me just go and read these uh here's a rant uh unlearning fat phobia but still unhappy um hi i'm coming to the realization that my issue is not with fatness i've been unpacking my internalized fat phobia for some time now but just i do not like my body it does not look like me no matter how good i feel i look i still look like a stranger to myself in the mirror clothes don't look right on me colors don't look good on me Nothing looks right no matter what I do. I feel like I'm wearing a costume. I feel like I'm wearing a costume even when I'm not wearing clothes. Is this body dysmorphia? Is this dysphoria? I'm really struggling with it a lot this year. I think being in the house and living alone has made it worse. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to comment on what this person may have. Um, but yeah, you know, that's that can definitely be something. I, I don't like the exact idea of fat phobia just because... Um, like I said, I feel like you, it's kind of like a word, like when you say, when you call somebody, like if you call somebody fat phobic, you know, right, it can almost, it's almost like when you call somebody a racist, even though they're not, because it just tends to put them in a box where you can just dismiss everything that they're saying, even though maybe what they're, they're saying is, oh, well, you know, maybe you should, you know, your cholesterol is real high. Maybe you should lose some weight. Maybe you, if, uh, you know, if you're, um, you know, if you're you're experiencing unhealthy things, right, maybe you should lose some weight. Like those are just that's a common response. And, you know, quite frankly, a doctor is going to probably tell you the same thing. Right. Um, you know, I, I think you have to I think you have to realize that when you're talking about um, when you're talking about this. And, you know, I think James Corden, uh, I don't really know too many of these late night guys, but, um, you know, one of the, the late night show hosts, I think he took over for Craig Ferguson. And, you know, one of the things that happened was he came out and was just like, you know, I, I'm he's he's teamed up with Weight Watchers, which whatever the hell that means. I mean, I think I think, <laughs> you know, as we're on body positivity, now, I'm slamming these people. But um, I think DJ Khaled was on Weight Watchers and like, I don't I don't see any difference in him, but, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, I, he broke down and he was just like, you know, I'm tired of seeing myself in the mirror and, you know, not recognizing who I am and, you know, wanting you know, just, just making excuse after excuse, all this kind of stuff. And yeah. And I think, you know, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. Right. I don't think that means he's fat phobic anymore. Right. Just because he doesn't want to be the same him who he is. Now, granted, also, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he's around a bunch of fucking beautiful people. Right. I mean, he's interviewing all these crazy, good looking people. And, you know, when you have Henry Cavill on your couch and you're looking at yourself and just being like, what the fuck am I doing? That could happen, right? And I don't think that's a bad thing per se. I think you know having inspiration uh, for losing weight is uh, ultimately a good thing. And I'm not saying that um, you know, I, like I said, I just have a problem with the term fat phobic. It's like calling somebody evil, right? It's like, oh my god, you're so evil. But then when you think about it, that's literally just shutting down a conversation without actually having a conversation about it. Like, okay, are you having trouble? uh walking why are you having knee problems are you having this like yeah those are things that can uh losing weight could actually help you with so 
Um, and you know, ultimately, uh, ultimately your diet can actually affect dude. Whenever I have a cheat day, I, my mental health goes to shit sometimes, right? When I'm eating like all this pizza and just napping and all this stuff. Oh my God. It's, I mean, it's great in the moment. That feels great. But I, once I go back to, you know, eating my, my eggs and, and meat and stuff and potatoes, it just feels so much better. And I, I feel like it, even then, like, um, it's hard for me to even interview people when I'm when I'm after I've done a cheat day, right? It's real tough. So, you know, I mean, it, it affects your mental health too. You know, you have to be careful of what you put in your body sometimes. Uh, you know, so I mean, I like I said, the, that's just my own personal opinion on this. So, uh, confl- this is the next one: conflicting messages on body positivity. Thoughts on those that uh, they, they're asking for? Our thoughts on those uh, spread that spread positive body positivity messages about not giving into peer pressure, societal expectation and changing yourself for other satisfaction only to change themselves. Anyway, I get that. We all have things like, like, and uh, we like, and things we want to change and that we're allowed to change if it makes us happy. But as a person who's been struggling with self-esteem, this leaves me feeling conflicted and not knowing how much is enough and where you draw the line. What are your thoughts on these conflicting messages uh, that are sent out? Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to read this first comment because I think they actually, touch on something but uh we'll see if they continue with it you need to you need to control who gets to control your feelings are you doing what you want because some stranger might ignore you a little less maliciously or are you doing it because you think it would make you happy self-esteem is one of those things you need to take a lot of effort to make you happy make sure you aren't letting other people control so yeah that's actually a really good point and that was something that i was going to touch on in a second but um yeah, you have to you have to think about the the driving force behind what you're doing, right? Are you lose now? I'm not saying you can't get a good, you know. Do the does the ends do the ends justify the means? I mean that that's that can be debated, right? Like let's say you lose a, a ton of weight to try and get at a girl, and you don't get that girl, but you have lost a lot of weight. The problem is afterwards. Well, what are you are you going to just revert back, right? Because your reason is so fickle right? The reason that you did it is not there anymore. So that would be the only problem that I'd have with if you're changing the way you look, right? Um, Also, I've always had a problem with plastic surgery in in the sense, right? Because plastic surgery can be great for people that are, that have experienced some type of scarring, some, you know, some terrible accident, right? Like there are people that have experienced burns that get plastic surgery and you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I always have a problem with people using plastic surgery to accentuate something that's even you know that they're they're already pretty good looking right like i remember there was this couple on a um i think it was a show on tlc or e i can't really remember but they were both pretty good looking actually and they had not too much wrong with them and they got some work done like dude this guy had like a six pack but he had just a little bit of fat on him like it, was, it wasn't that much right and you know it, it, it threw me off but you know whatever makes you as long as it's something that makes you happy but the thing was the problem the the red flag that came up in my head was that you know this guy kept on talking about oh yeah everybody's talked about me looking really angry and i want to you know kind of stop that it's that's where i get into the point where i'm like okay is this you know what what is this for now you know and you know he also got a nose job that was the other thing that he got as well as the liposuction um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and go to the next, uh, subreddit. Good luck with that, um, uh, over on the body acceptance page. But, um, yeah, because this life is worth living. Let me read you a little bit about this one since I haven't actually gotten to here. Um, this is the reason to live, uh, subreddit, a community to share our personal reasons for living from the little things that bring joy to our days to the big things that make the whole day of struggle worthwhile. 
Um, let's check out this one because this one actually sounds like it uh, needs a response. Unfortunate is the title of it. Hi, I'm young, younger than I'd like to admit, but I've given up on my reason to live. Uh, I don't have one anymore. I've been getting online bullied as well. A lot's going on and I have no one. Suicide feels like the only way out. So this is uh, this is always a tough one because I didn't have online bullying until maybe MySpace. So middle school, so maybe sixth or seventh grade. And even then it wasn't, you know, I personally never got, you know, bullied online. It, it wasn't... Uh, trying to think if I ever really did. Not really. I mean, I think the closest thing was when I got, when I started playing Xbox and you start getting like shit talked by uh, little kids and stuff. Um, besides that, not really, man. I, but you know, I, I remember there was a girl to choose very famous and I can't remember who she was. Um, oh my God. I, I really wish I knew who she was, but, um, um, uh, Amanda Todd, I think was her name. Yeah, I had heard about her. Um, I th we got to actually like we got to meet her um, her mother at a. Uh, sorry, we didn't get. Uh, sorry, it, it was the uh, it was an event that was going on for my college, and her mother actually came to speak about uh, about suicide and stuff, and. It threw me off, dude, because I was like, oh, man, that's that's pretty crazy. Right. And, you know, I remember hearing that for people that don't remember Amanda Todd, she did like a YouTube video, I think, and was, you know, was ta just talking about how she was getting online bullied and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the problem with cyberbullying is that you can't confront the person like face to face anymore. Like they can just ruin your whole life because. You know, when we go home, what do we usually do? We go on the internet, we check our Facebook, we check this. So there's like no hiding from these people. Whereas you, you, you know, in the old days, I'm starting to sound old now. Um, you could literally just go home and you didn't have to deal with that shit anymore. Whereas these people, some of the times these people are just, you know, diabolical, man. They're just straight up, you know, attacking your character online. They're posting shit about you. Um and that that's always the, the real tough thing, man, is the fact that there's no escape from this, right? Before there used to be escape. And, you know, it, <laughs> you know, thinking back to like when my grandpa was little, you know, they people used to just get into fights and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you hear about the, this way later. But then as they're when they're telling their grandchildren, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, remember, you know that the friend that I'm, I'm friends with? Yeah, we got into a big freaking tussle. I was like, what the hell? Whereas now. It's almost like more diabolical because of the the attack on character, the attack on all this stuff. And there's no accountability, right? Whereas, you know, in those days, I'm not saying it's a great thing, but I mean, if you had to weigh it out, I feel like the idea of just online bullying is way worse because, you know, at least, you know, when I was bullied in preschool, right, the the... Every time me and this bully were alone, I remember he was actually really nice to me. But whenever he got his friends around, that's when I would get really bullied, and, uh, you know, it was it was tough. But I also got to like I, I got to actually see another side of him when his dad would come because I realized that his dad was actually very abusive to him the same way my dad was to me. And so it actually gave me a lot of empathy towards them. Um, but either way, man, like cyberbullying is just a really rough thing. I, I really don't know how to deal with it. If I'm being real with you, there is such things as regulations. But where does that stop? You know, I, it's real tough to say so. Um, Definitely keep your head up, you know, young young person, whoever you are. Um, 
it, it can, like I said, it can be very tough when you're very young, but if you don't realize how much life has to offer, um, you know, just, just think about what you could become. Think about more like what you want to become and use that as some type of beacon, right? Whatever hope that you have, just go for it, man. You know, I think that's really what, what the, the entire thing is. Even if you, you know, with cyberbullying, even if you have to just delete all your Facebook and all that other stuff for a little bit, like, right. Even if it's for a month, I think that could be really helpful to a lot of people just taking a break off of social media and all this bullshit that comes with it. Like, believe me, you know, I like I go on Facebook because my family and most of my family is back in California and I'm in Texas now. So, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't like there's all these people trying to add me on Facebook. I actually keep my Facebook pretty private for the most part, except for all these fucking people that added me that I have that I thought were were some of my cousins. But I didn't know whether or not they were my cousins um, besides those people. Right. Um, but anytime like some girl with her ass is showing or something like that tries to add me on Facebook, I'm like, no, thank you. You know, and I have one mutual friend, but this mutual friend also watches a lot of porn. Like I, I know not to add that fucking person. Right. Um, so, yeah, also, you know, be be, uh, be careful of who you add as a friend, too. Right. And feel free to block those people. Right. I mean, that's why Facebook has a block button. So uh, let's check out one more here. Um, this one says help. I'm 21 and I've been suffering with some health issues recently. That have completely thrown me off and make me feel like a shell of who I was. I've been struggling to find reasons to carry on. Please give me some reasons to live or your reasons. So, um, yeah, so that that's actually an interesting thing. I, I don't know exactly what this person's going through, so I can't give them any reasons um, why they personally, you know, should. Um, I can give them universal reasons, right? The, the, the simple fact that you really don't know what you're capable of until you do it is probably one of the big reasons why I'm why I found like that kind of light at the end of the tunnel, I suppose. Um, also, the fact that, um, you know, a lot, you know, lost potential is one of the worst things that can happen to any person, right? Just knowing that somebody could have ha- had the potential to do something and losing that is probably one of the most tragic things. And also, you know, I, I encourage any of you guys to to, you know, YouTube somebody who's lost a loved one, um, you know, maybe an interview or something like that, who's lost a loved one to suicide, and tell me what you think about um, think about their reaction. Are they th- are they telling you, oh my god, life is so much better now that that person's around, or are they crying and are they trying to figure out what they could have done differently? Are they also blaming themselves to a certain degree? Are they also so you have to think about your impact on other people around you, no matter what, right? Even if it doesn't seem like there's anybody around you that would care, especially since you're this person's very young. Um, you have to think about the effect that it'll have on other people, right? It brings you some accountability in some cases, and you know, you could think of that as good or bad, right? It's like, oh, why are we making this f- person feel ashamed? It's like not really ashamed. It's more like you, your life has weight to it that could add, that could, it, once it's gone, it could make a ripple effect to other people, right? That's how much weight your life has. Whereas right now, it sounds like they don't have, they don't believe there's any weight to their life, right? It's like, oh, I could just be gone tomorrow and nobody will care. And that's very faulty thinking. So I, I would, I would definitely say, um, to this person to reason out there, um, you know, talk to somebody and, you know, definitely reason out why, why it's, you know, not a good idea. Right. Because once you commit suicide, right, it's basically over. There's no second chances that you get, you know, of course there's, if you believe in, um, karma and all that, or sorry, uh, reincarnation, all that kind of stuff. Sure. But even reincarnation there, if you live your life a certain way, um, 
it, it leads on to the next life. Like you get certain after effects of what you've done in that life. So, you know, there's always going to be a consequence to what you're doing, but you know, it, it ultimately, you know, you only have this life, right? Even if you believe in reincarnation and all that kind of stuff, right? You only have this life to be you. Whereas let's say you reincarnate in the next life, right? That's not you. That's not the same you anymore. Right. Whereas you have, um, you have this life to kind of really shape who, who, you know, in the, in my case, I get to shape who lucky is. Right. And so, yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely a really big reason to live, you know, um, not understanding, you know, ultimately we're not, we're not future tellers. Like we can't exactly to a pin, you know, we can't exactly, um, to like a significant degree, uh, predict what the future is going to hold. And so since there it is, you know, you really need to, uh, to live, to really be able to see that. So those are just my thoughts on it. And, you know, ultimately I, I have a very, um, you know, I, I, I have a very, um, distinct opinion on this, but, um, you know, good luck with that. Yeah. You know, I, I, it really hurts to hear young people uh, going through that, but, you know, then again, during my, my, uh, you know, the age of 18 and, 25 were probably some of my most uh, suicidal years. So in terms of contemplating and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, definitely good luck to all those people. And as always, guys, you guys are more than welcome to email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Uh, no capitals in there. And uh, also you can check out all things casual at our link tree in the description box down below. You can check out everything from the casual bros podcast, um, the generally casuals podcast, uh, anime casual, the podcast on the YouTube channel. And you can check out my YouTube channel, uh, for my mental health casual. So um, as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.